The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith from the Kyle Meredith With Podcast. After 15 years of reporting on your favorite pop culture, Consequence of Sound is relaunching as simply Consequence. And they're kicking off this new era with a fresh rebrand and a newly designed website. The rebrand more accurately represents Consequence expanded coverage scope, which now includes music, film, and TV, as well as Heavy Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. With a focus on optimal usability across desktop and mobile devices, the new website offers readers a sleek, fast-loading experience that's easy to navigate. Further, a new premium members section will offer features such as a customizable homepage, desktop, and mobile notifications for your favorite artists, an ad-free experience, access to exclusive giveaways, and other unique content. So what are you waiting for? Head to Consequence.net for your pop culture needs in both the mainstream and the underground. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making your way here, checking us out. Uh, you know the drill. You know the, the, the whole podcast thing. If you, if you like what you hear, if you like this kind of thing, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. You can find us at uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you like to get your podcasts from. Just subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm talking with Allie and AJ. They are back 
let's say this, with their first official album in 14 years. It's called A Touch of the Beat, gets you up on your feet, gets you out, and then into the sun. They're going to be proud that I did the whole thing right there. And we're going to talk about, they'd say it's a, it's a West Coast record with their heroes uh, Grace Slick, Janis Joplin, and the Laurel Canyon scene in mind. And, of course, it, it talks about personal lives, it talks about relationships, but also it reflects the turmoil going on in the country over the past few years, uh, which is, I think, a bit of a new type of writing for them that they'll tell you more about. Uh, we also get into them working with Hearts, Nancy Wilson, and Wild Nothing's Jack Tatum on one of my favorite songs, not of just this album, but of the year. It's called Listen. Uh, and then on the flip side of things, their past always coming back to haunt them. Uh, their uh, OO's hit uh, potential breakup song became a, a TikTok viral trend. So we're going to get the story on that and what they have in mind to update that ba- uh, that past catalog uh, to maybe become current with their new sound, with, uh, with you know, what they've evolved into. So let's do this. Talking about this record, A Touch of the Beat. It's Kyle Meredith with Ali and AJ. Hi, what's up, Kyle? How are you? I'm great. It's uh, it's so great to see you guys on here uh, with a brand new album. And I'm already wondering what we're going to shorten this title to. But, uh, <laughs> I think let's a lot see. of people will probably say A Touch of the Beat, but we actually like just saying the whole thing. We just say it really fast. So Let's hear it. Really let's a Touch of the Beat gets, gets you up, up on your feet, gets you out, and then into the sun. Yeah, it's, it's of course, you know, like I'm thinking of Fiona Apple. It's like it's still shorter than either one of her long titles. So yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. It is. she's got to speak. It's so cool to hear what you all are doing here. Um, musically, you know, the, the mood that you've put in here, you've got some of my favorite music that you all have ever put out. So I, let's hear about this because I guess there is sort of um, a feeling that you all did want to get across to, uh, on this, right? Where did you want to take this musically? I think we just wanted to make this record on the West Coast and to celebrate the fact that it was made on the West Coast with California kids. Um, we wanted this record to feel really timeless and to feel like something that you could play at any point in your life. And it just feels classic. Mm-hmm. And for the two of us, one of the most important things about this album, besides the fact that we wanted to make it with a live band at an iconic studio, which was very important to the two of us, the other important aspect was making sure that these lyrics had been combed over many times, um, more than we've ever done in the past. Um, not that we've been careless with our lyric writing at all, but I think for us, it was really pushing us to our our best self when it came to the lyrics that we, that we shared with our fans mm-hmm. on this record. Was there... Um a through line as a story wise that you were trying to uh, to get to with, with the lyrics? Yeah, I mean, for me, the overarching um, kind of concept of the album is positivity and hope and getting up on your feet again, especially during an unprecedented year. I think, you know, Ali and I had already started writing a lot of this material before the pandemic hit, but when the pandemic hit, it put so much in perspective and it, it gave Ali and I a moment to sit back and really take this material seriously and take our time. And like Ali said, really come over, come over every lyric, every note. And so the over the 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 theme of the record is getting up on your feet again and getting into the sun. That's really the concept and and the idea of hopefulness and positivity. Um, but we touch on many subjects throughout the record. Obviously, relationships, breakups. Um, you know, we touch on those things, but also uh, mental health and dealing with depression and dealing with maybe a toxic relationship that you're just not able to get out of, but you're finding a way to. Um, things like that, that that really matter to Ali and I and, and matter to our fans. 
of course there are those dual purpose moments in there too i mean i'm looking at uh one of my favorite songs i'm I'm really obsessed with the song listen right now just like really obsessed with that song listen (laughs) but but i think what i was reading that one of you all had said somewhere about you know being trapped in a relationship or system and that was the part that kind of caught my eye like let's hear about that part of it because because it's probably pretty obvious what we're talking about here but what exactly were you getting at yeah, I think that, um, like AJ had said, you know, a lot of these songs were written pre-pandemic, but they also took on a new meaning once that ended up happening. And once we just started to see the lack of care within our administration at the time, um, that started to kind of shift some of the lyric meanings within these songs. And it even made us kind of revisit some of these songs and change some of the lyrics so that they felt a little bit more um, present to what was actually happening at this, you know, point in time. And, and we did that specifically with a song like Slow Dancing, which was never really meant to be this kind of quarantine love song. But um, we ended up, you know, changing the lyrics to that song, uh, largely in the verses. And we made it feel like, you know, a song that you could still listen to when it's not a pandemic. Um, and it just makes you, you know, reminisce about that loved one that you can't be with physically. But, you know, even putting in that lyric, you know, the what is it outside is blazing um oh 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 um oh my um, gosh <laughs> the battle outside, the battle is, outside blazing. is blazing um you know and all i'm thinking about is and you. all i'm thinking about is you and it just reminded us of like you know just the turmoil of what was happening in our country at the time and just so much hate and so much destruction and sadness mm-hmm. and and so we wanted that to come across, you know, in just tiny little ways um, within these these songs. So it didn't seem super obvious, but the little breadcrumbs were there. And if you all follow you all, I mean, of course, online, I mean, th- that's not surprising. I want to thank you all. I know it didn't work out in our favor, but, you know, for the love that you guys gave Amy McGrath trying to help out things here in Kentucky where I'm at. Oh. So that's, uh, you know, we're Man, still stuck with what we're stuck with. Oh, we were so <laughs> devastated. We were devastated. No. But, you know, I mean... It was pretty encouraging to see how many young fans of ours that had maybe never voted or were voting for the first time were just so pumped up about getting out the vote. And that was a a huge focus of ours, you know, over the last eight, nine months. And, you know, we we've never really been that proactive in any in any election ever in our entire life. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely. Um, you know, it was a lot of ups and downs, but at the end of the day, you know, we now have Biden in office and we're already seeing a huge change. So, you know, these vaccines would not be happening right now if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. And that I think is giving a lot of people hope. And um, it's giving us a lot of, you know, hope in the future of touring again and getting back out on the road. See, there's that word again. There's that hope word again. It's a, you know, <laughs> how that all comes back around. Um and it is it is fun to find those threads too because as we're talking about this you know the activism side of things even as you all are talking about you know the california record when we think about the laurel canyon and of course it takes us back to you know the 60s and and 70s and that songwriter era and everything so when you're writing this and you're talking about trying to like drop in those moments there like what's the what's the challenge of not letting yourself or if you wanted to and of course nothing wrong with this but going on with a full-on you know, political song, whether it's a protest anthem or what. Yeah, right. We almost went there. Yeah, I mean, we did. It's funny. We, we kind of wrote like a, a protest song um, in like November. Yeah. It was like a little too late. And then we were like, oh, I guess it's the elections happening. I was like, we'll say that for a rainy day. Yeah, we will. And we'll, we'll work on it. It's not quite ready. But but 
I, I don't think Allie and I have any hesitation as to like going full force, going all the way. But I also feel like authentically, this felt like the record that just made sense in this moment. And I think we can push it even further next time. Yeah. And whether that means writing, you know, about politics or writing um, more about mental health, pushing the envelope a little bit in a way that it's not just your typical kind of alternative pop music. It's it's actually kind of bending um, the, the norm, the, the typical yeah. norm. And Allie and I are, are, are influenced by many artists. And it's interesting, you have, you know, Grace Slick, you have Janis Joplin, you have all these incredible singers and songwriters who have kind of paved the way for Allie and I, Laurel Canyon history, the 60s, 70s. And yet here we are, these two girls in this mega social media driven era, right? And we don't really feel like we belong. We're, we're gonna be 30 and 32 years old and we kind of feel like we live in this other era. And I think it was kind of time to just display that in our music. And California is, is such a big component of the reason we write the music we write. There's something about the Sunshine State and being in Los Angeles and the music history and the Roxy and the Troubadour and visiting these kind of iconic locations in Sunset Boulevard. There is still a, a, a hipness to it because it's so iconic. Um, so we just wanted to write a record that really kind of signified California and, and hopefully kind of tips our hats to the greats. Well, it's been so fun watching the evolution uh, of you all as artists all through the years, finding these sounds, you know, taking the path, uh, which I know wasn't a, sort of a straight line, you know, however you get here. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty windy, yeah. yeah. And, and, and we should take that moment to back up a little bit because this is the first full album. I mean, technically, if you know, when you say full albums were 14 years, even though there was kind of a compilation record that came out came out last year. I mean, was it ever in question if there was going to be another album again? No, I think we always knew there would be one. And it was just a matter of setting aside that time to make that record and to write mm -hmm. enough songs. Um, you know, in doing the two EPs um, over the last few years, that worked out perfectly with the schedules that we were on with the TV shows that, you know, we were um, committed to at the time. So we weren't really able to do anything else beyond the five, six songs that, you know, were on those, um, on those, those albums. But for us to be able to just set a time to write, to collect as many songs as possible, to sit in a room with the two of each other, the two of us, um, with other collaborators that we really trust, with new collaborators that we've never worked with before, that just took a lot of time and a lot of trust in the process. And I think that, you know, we, we'll do the exact same thing again. You know, we'll, we'll make another record as soon as we possibly can. And as soon as that inspiration strikes, I mean, we, we plan on getting back in with some of our collaborators and writing again in the next <clears throat> month or so, um, just because we kind of want to keep that fire burning, you know, as, as long as, as we possibly can when, when we're feeling inspired. Well, that's already exciting to hear right there. Uh, I'll bring up a few of the collaborators and I'm, I'm going to hit back on my favorite song with Listen because you've got Jack Tatum on here from Wild Nothing. You've, of course, got Nancy Wilson on here. Now, you know, we talk about the California sound. When I first heard this, I thought this is almost like new wave shoegaze. You know, this is a this is a different different feeling. And, and I didn't know about uh, Wild Nothing being on there. And once I figured it out, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. What's happening musically in this? Because what an interesting marriage of what he brings to the table versus, you know, what what Nancy brings to the table. Well, it was cool because we wrote that song. Gosh, when did we write that? We wrote that in like 20, like the top of 2020. Yeah. I yeah. feel like with George. Like so, January. Yeah, we wrote with um, with George Albrecht, who's a, a large collaborator on this record. Um, he has about, you know, seven songs on, on the album. And um, 
you know, we, we had never worked with him before and we just got dove right into the songwriting process with him and we really clicked. And we just loved his take on melodies that we wouldn't maybe necessarily reach for um, automatically. And so he kind of embraced, you know, our style and we, we just, we really vibed with him and Listen came together really quickly um, as a song. I think we completed it over the course of like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. And then as we were recording the vocals on the record and, you know, we had gone into the studio and laid down all the parts with the band, we started to realize that we wanted like a couple more like little pieces they were just missing, like it needed this other essence. And so we reached out to Nancy, who's a longtime friend and mentor of ours. We were like, Nancy, I know it's quarantine. Like we don't have to be in person, but would you feel free to just lay down some vocals and some guitar parts that you find interesting, you know, on this song, if you connect to it. And and then George knows um, Jack because he's done a lot of work with Wild Nothing. And he was like, I really think Jack could maybe lend his vocals and some some parts to this song as well. So I'm going to give him a track and let him kind of play around with it. And he's like, great. Hmm. So he was the last piece. He was really the last piece. He was the last puzzle piece. And it's interesting because none of us were ever in a room together. You know, like as I was saying, we didn't have track and, and the session and then they would just add on their parts. And Jack was like, look, do you mind if I kind of add some sense, you know, do some things that maybe are a little left of center? And we were like, look, yeah. I mean, the foundation of this song is a bit more rock based, but I think to have kind of, like you said, his shoegaze kind of taste involved was really a nice asset that was added to the song that wouldn't have had it without him. What a, what a great marriage of sounds there. I mean, it really, it's, it's obviously hit my, my sweet spot uh, anyway. And I hear you all talk about uh, with, with Pretty Place. I mean, it sounds like that's such an important, you know, part of the puzzle too. I mean, I think you all said this is the favorite song that maybe you all had ever written, which sounds like a pretty big statement right there. What is it about this song that uh, resonates so much with you all? It is a really big statement because we've written a lot, <clears throat> a lot of songs. Song. Even if Allie and I have not been in the forefront of music for, for years, it, 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 songs have always been within us. We've always mm-hmm. been writing. We've always been working on our Even vocals. if they were never released. Yeah, exactly. And we have so much that's never come out. It drives our fans insane. But I think a song like Pretty Places just felt like, oh, wow, this is something that sets the bar for the rest of the record and became kind of the um, benchmark as to what we wanted the rest of the album to sound like. Allie and I actually wrote that song almost five years ago at this point. And, you know, we had written it with this collaborator, Jamie Sirota, who also worked on the 10 years EP with us in Sanctuary, 10 years only, sorry. And um, it just was a great kind of marriage of this interesting melody, you know, the way it kind of shifts and takes place, you know, melodically, it kind of jumps in the, in the chorus. Um, I, I just think that there's something really beautiful about that song. And I think everyone can relate to wanting to escape, whether it's a place you've never been or a place you want to go, especially in this pandemic. And I think we also just liked the the subject matter reminding our fans that, you know, you really can kind of pick up and move and go anywhere you want. You're kind of the only one that's stopping yourself from doing that. And as long as you have, you know, the confidence within yourself to do that or that person in your life supporting you, it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for AJ and I, you know, we sometimes um, can hold our own self up at times by saying, well, we can't do that because we need to be here or we need to live here or we need to do this because this is the, the way that the industry has, you know, forced us to, to think. And that's not really true. You know, you really can start your life over in any place at any time. It's never too late. And I think that's a really beautiful sentiment, um, which is why I think the song means so much to the two of us. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the video is really special because of, 
the way that you don't really see us together in the music video at all. It's our own separate journeys the entire time. I think that's really wonderful. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is our favorite song. And mm -hmm. I, I think it um, it will continue to be for a while until we until we make until the we next one. <laughs> make another one. Uh, we, of course, have to bring up uh, the other thing that's happened in the past year, and that's uh, your past coming back with big with a big hand and grabbing you all once again with potential breakup song uh, becoming just this viral sensation again. Is that a moment where, I, I'm not trying to imply that you all try to shun anything in the past because you play these songs live and everything, but does it ever feel like, okay, we've done that, we've been here and here we've got to do it again? You're speaking to us, yeah. Kyle. You're, you're, you're speaking <laughs> our language, speaking to our hearts. Yes, it does. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, it was a cool reminder that the song has always connected to our fans and get stuck in their head, that melody. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's an earworm. It's an earworm. And it's kind of uh, cool it's back. It was cool that it, that it had its second life in 2020, which is like the weirdest yeah. year ever. <laughs> and, and you know, to do the, uh, I, I wrote down explicitly yours uh, at the, uh, on my notes here. <laughs> do the explanation through, it made me wonder, it's like, because, you know, a lot of the songs, you all were so much younger when you did write in the beginning, do you ever, or maybe you do, but uh, do you go back and try to give those updated sounds to try to present them with, with you know, whatever tonally that you're, you know, the mood you're in now? I think with this upcoming yeah. tour, 100%, there will be a huge rehaul. We're actually working on it now with our musical director yeah. and figuring out where PBS kind of fits in the set because we do want to honor that song and play it for our mm -hmm. fans, but it needs to fit the vibe of what this record is a little bit more seamlessly as opposed to kind of stick out and set. So that's literally what we're working on. <laughs> I nailed that one, all right. What about the stuff you do um, film-wise, musically in the film? Do you all incorporate that uh, in, into your live stuff? Like I'm even thinking like uh, like the She-Ra stuff, like is that is that a hard line between careers? No, not at all. I mean, I, you know, it's funny, It's it's, there's been a crossover, but never as seamlessly as we wanted it to be. You know, like I've been asked to sing the theme song for Shira for the final season, and I did that, and that was really neat, but it was just me, and it was a song already written for me. Um, so, you know, to cross over to like the acting realm as Ali and AJ, I'd like to see that happen more, whether it means that our song is placed in a film that we're a part of that we're really proud of, or a campaign that we're really excited about our song being involved in, whatever it might be, I'd like to see that crossover more. But you know, we've played musicians on television and film. We've done that. It's never been an Ally and AJ thing exactly, but it definitely happens. And it kind of seems inevitable because we do happen to cross both paths and they're going to just join at some point. Well, it kind of makes it, of course, interesting for fans. I mean, there's so many different layers to, to peel into with what you all do. Uh, you've mentioned the tour that you're working on now. What does the rest of the year look like as far as live shows, projects? What else is going on? I mean, virtual. Yeah, virtual, a lot of virtual. A lot of virtual. You know, it's not the same. I'm not going to lie and say same. that it's as exciting. It's not. Still exciting. You're still with your band. You're still playing yeah. music. It still feels and, good. And it feels great to just work on these songs in a live setting because it's so different than working in the studio. You know, Age and I are probably our favorite part of the whole process of making music is the, the songwriting aspect. I think that's where we feel the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I could literally do that 24 7 you know, 365 days out of the year. But at the same time, you know, you are asked to put these songs up on a stage with the band and, and think of a, of a show that will best portray this album, but in a live setting. And so that's really what we've been tasked with um, for the next month. And it's very exciting. You know, we have this virtual show that we're putting on at the Ace um, in downtown LA. 
which we've never played before. So it's cool that we get to get inside of that venue and, and actually work in that space with the band, with our lighting director. Um, but, you know, I think for us, it'll be a lot of one-offs, you know, a lot of college shows and virtual performances here and there. But really next year is going to be us hitting the pavement hard in terms of touring. I think that we'll be gone at least four months out of the year, um, yeah. you know, in 2022, which is just wild. And think of. it'll feel safer. We'll be vaccinated. We'll have abandoned crew with us that, you know, we feel comfortable with. You know, right now it's just, I think it's still the wild west and we're just figuring it out. So virtual is the way to go, but I can't wait to be on stage again in front of fans. Yeah. I can't wait to see that stuff too. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a year since I've even been out to LA to see some shows and, uh, you know, all those places that you're saying, I'm like, right. Oh, right. Nice yeah. Mm. Yeah. memories. Uh, congratulations on this one with a touch of the beat. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, you can do it. You can do it. Let's see. A touch of the beat gets you up on your feet, gets you out and in, into the sun, there into the into the sun there we Perfect. go yes nailed here that's us. <laughs> thank you all so much for continuing to do what you do it's been so fun talking to you thank you for the conversation today well thank you yeah, such thank a refreshing you. interview yeah, thank you guys we'd love to have you when we're out on a, at a show and you know we'll, you'll be there <laughs> absolutely i can't wait i will definitely be checking out a show when you guys hit the road thanks, thanks. have a good one all right. take care bye, bye. big thanks to ali and aj the new album a touch of the beat gets you up on your feet gets you out and then into the sun Thanks to you for checking out this episode. Uh, before you get out, please do hit that subscribe button. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you like to get your podcasts from. Uh, just type in Kyle Meredith with. I'll bring you three brand new interviews every single week. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith, and TikTok at Kyle Meredith 81 That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.